Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, this is Todd Krieger, and I'll be talking uh, a few videos about intimacy, the lack of intimacy, how to build intimacy, emotional intimacy, uh, how to have um, non-sexual touch and how that enhances intimacy, uh, use of fantasy. But today, I'm specifically talking about unlocking emotional connection, the science of building intimacy beyond sex. So the science that I'm talking about, actually, is the science of attachment theory. Now, attachment theory is not really even a theory anymore. It's actually pretty much proven. Uh, It shows that we are born into this world with the absolute motivational drive to attach to another human being. And we need to because babies, if they don't attach to their mommies, they will die. They need the mommy physically. They need the mommy emotionally. Dads too and caretakers. They need to feel the touch. They need to feel the the attention. And uh, it's very important. Jumping to couples now, it's the same thing. Couples need to attach to each other. Now, with babies and with adults, There's two aspects of attachment as explained in attachment theory. One is the urge to merge, as I call it. People and children need to have a we. They have to have a belonging, a sense of connection. But children and adults also need a sense of being separate, of having space to be who they are. And so with children, we, we hear the term helicopter parents. Those are oftentimes parents that are so overprotective that they just don't let the child fall and pick themselves up or get a not perfect grade in school or you know, just letting them uh, you know, find what life's all about. It doesn't mean we just let them go. We throw them into the deep end of the pool when they don't know how to swim, but that we let them go and they have that space. But we also, children... Uh, of all ages, even my adult children, there are times when they need the clean, the closeness, they need the touch, they need the care. And so hooking it back to adults, the science shows that it's the same thing. As, as a couple, we need to have a we, we need to have a connection, and we need to have an I. And without the we and the I, the intimacy will suffer. Some people because of maybe the way they grew up or past things that have happened in their childhood and maybe even earlier adulthood, they develop a certain kind of insecure attachment style. And that really means that you're not free to um, have both the I and the we freely. You you can't have the I, either, either certain people... They have an attachment anxiety where they're, they're not able to sue themselves and they need somebody else. That's the partner, let's say, that if you're not home from work on time, they might text you 50 times in 15 minutes. 
okay? Just an extreme example, but uh, they need reassurance. Oftentimes they came from families where there was inconsistent parenting. So when the parent left, uh, they were not coming back very fast. They were not coming back so quick, okay? Or versus, let's say, a, a secure relationship where if the parent for a moment left or didn't tune in exactly perfectly to the child, that they repair really quickly. So the child learns, okay, you know, if, if you're not with me, you'll be back. Okay, but if a person grows up in a family where there's inconsistent parenting, they oftentimes have a very hard time soothing themselves when their partner's not right there, um, maybe not right there, telling them they're the most wonderful person in the world, and they have a hard time with that. On the other side of the spectrum, there are people that have another kind of way of dealing with attachment loss, meaning that a parent is not tuning into them. These parents, these children have parents where uh, they don't really encourage the child to show their emotional self, their younger self, and the parents aren't good at helping them regulate. So the child learns Hey, if I'm in emotional pain here, I am on my own. And they grow up into adults that are that they're soloists. I see this all the time in my practice. So they're a soloist. They don't know how to let others be there for them, very private. Um, and so it can cause other problems. Uh, you know, I, I work a lot with uh, infidelity, as many of you know. And sometimes, not always, what well, could be either one, but the person who has this style where they're a soloist they don't know how to share their pain. So they consciously or unconsciously seek, keep a secret, and that can lead to other kinds of secrets. Now, the other kind of attachment anxiety I just described when a person constantly needs soothing, I mean, that could lead to things like infidelity too. But I'm not really focusing on infidelity for this video. I'm talking about this whole idea of attachment and how do we develop what we call an earned secure attachment. So one um, way of dealing with these attachment issues insecurely is, I don't have a good eye, I can't soothe myself, I need you, I need you to reassure me. And the other person uh, is a soloist, they don't allow themselves to have a we, it's called avoidant attachment style. So um, those are the two main insecure styles and I'm just gonna focus on those two. What we wanna do, like I said, is develop what's called an earned secure attachment. Now, when a couple is able to learn how to do both, soothe themselves, and yet allow the other person to hear them out, to be vulnerable with the other person, let them listen and tune into you. We, that, that, that kind of relationship is robust. There's a depth of connection. The kind of relationship where you can have experience your own I-ness, but also the we can lead to um, sense of well-being. It can lead to enhanced libido between couples. So they're, very, they're both very important, both sides of the, the attachment spectrum, connecting and merging, and also having your own space. So when I'm working with couples that are challenged with intimacy, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for where are they one or both blocking themselves from merging, from being open, from being vulnerable, maybe too protected, hiding themselves. When are people not able to just regulate and let their partner have some space without having such overwhelming anxiety that they crowd that person out? 
So you could have a helicopter partner rather than a helicopter parent, even though I've never heard that phrase, helicopter partner. But uh, if you have experienced that uh, either as the, as the person who is crowding the other person out or the partner who feels crowded out and smothered, you know what I mean. It doesn't feel good. What's the steps? Awareness. We need to be aware. We need to do an assessment with ourselves, maybe with the help of someone like myself. There is a lot of literature out on this. Um, am I leaning, if I am not, I mean, none of us are perfectly secure, right? So where do I lead? Lean. Where do I lean? <laughs> not lead. Do I lean towards looking for the other person to soothe me and I have to learn how to self-regulate? Or do I lean towards always being like an island and not letting the other person regulate me? So this, this science of attachment theory that is neurobiologically based, we could study the brain and understand how all this works as well, is so important to, to help us develop a robust relationship. Some of the most... Um, robust approaches to couples work and even individual work um, includes this attachment theory that I say is less of a theory and more of become more of kind of an, a fact to me and to many other people in my field, just uh, such overwhelming research and it makes so much sense and you see it. So what do you, you do? Awareness, right? You're aware. So let's say you look and go, yeah, I have a tendency to not be vulnerable. I don't really let my partner in. If I have a problem, I'm always trying to solve it by myself. Then you're the kind of person that needs to work on uh, being more vulnerable to practice tuning in. What am I feeling? How can I display my emotions to my partner? If you have a hard time with that, you might, if you grew up in a family where it didn't pay to share your feelings, then you might need some assistance, professional assistance. Like I say, I do that all the time with people that are that avoidant attachment style. If you assess yourself and say, yeah, I'm the kind of person that gets anxious anytime my partner goes on a business trip and hasn't given me a reason to, let's say. I'm not talking about whether it's been past betrayal or anything like that. Or um, when my partner has been preoccupied with work and I find myself anxious, again, it doesn't mean that you like it if you haven't gotten that attention. It's healthy to want connection. It's healthy to want attention. But if your anxiety becomes kind of unmanageable or you find yourself not regulating well and uh, it leads to certain emotional um, feelings and, and behavioral symptoms that maybe push that other person away, then you want to learn how to do exercises that self-regulate. Everything from yoga to breathing to finding ways to take care of you, healthy things, exercise, cutting down on sugar. I mean, holistically, there's many things that we could do to calm our nervous system down so that we can tolerate space. And it happens in life. It does. Some of the people that have the hardest time when, let's say, it's, let's say the, the, there's a... Uh, husband and wife, and the wife uh, is pregnant and has a newborn. Oftentimes, the husbands that have the biggest challenge are those that have the anxious attachment style where 
they need reassurance. And now that the parent, the mom, is focused on the child, they have a really hard time managing their anxiety. So uh, that's important. Now, honestly, it could happen the other way where you're in the same situation, you have the avoidance style, and you don't talk about your feelings. You're a soloist. That could lead to problems too. So it's constantly, the, the idea is to assess where you lean. Are you, do you have more trouble regulating yourself or you have more trouble letting others in? And then working on that part of you with without assistance. Um, and you really want to spend some time with your partner, slowing down together and practicing. You know, you, you practice getting out of your comfort zone. You're aware that what your natural tendencies are, that how you regulate might be too much of an auto-regulator, like the avoidant attachment style, or too much needing others to regulate in the anxious, it's called anxious ambivalent attachment style. And you start to practice. You're aware of it. You're kind to yourself. You may understand a little bit where it comes from, but even if you don't, that doesn't matter. Just know that's where you're at. You got to work on developing that earned secure attachment by working on your weaker areas. It's always important. No, I mean, just to uh, add on to that and maybe finish up with that is our relationships, in order to really thrive, they, they need us, it, we're needed to work on our weaker areas, wherever we're weakest at. Don't resist that. Embrace it. Embrace it. To have a healthy, robust, deep relationship with your partner, it oftentimes means you got to work on your weakest links. I've been saying that for a long time. So pay attention to where you're at and be willing to practice being more of that, the other side of you. I always say it's not like that's not who you are. It's the you you've practiced maybe because of your childhood. So we're not really changing you. We're helping you access a part of you that is weaker, that maybe you have less access to. And with practice, you could literally change how you feel. And research shows you could literally change your brain too. So that your brain is exhibiting more of that secure attachment style. And you can do that with your partner. What a great arena to practice that. Thank you for listening. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to ToddKrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.